From the capital city, I'm Kevin Allen. Alaska state troopers say a Michigan man suffered serious puncture wounds to his arms during a bear mauling in Alaska, but he was able to stop the attack using pepper spray on the grizzly. Nicholas Kapuris was able to contact troopers via a satellite communication device after the late Tuesday afternoon mauling, about 60 miles north of Glen Allen. Troopers say Kapuris and his hunting party surprised the Sioux with three cubs in the Upper East Fork Indian River area. Troopers responded from Glen Allen, landing a state plane on a ridgetop. They flew him back to a waiting ambulance in Glen Allen. Former Alaska lawmaker Victor Goering has died in a car crash. Goering was among those caught up in a corruption scandal that roiled the legislature more than 15 years ago. Alaska State Troopers say the 64-year-old from Wasilla was driving a van that collided head-on with a semi-truck after crossing the center line for unknown reasons on the Glen Highway north of Palmer on Tuesday evening. A trooper spokesperson says the driver of the truck was not injured but did not immediately have more information to provide around circumstances surrounding the collision. The An autopsy was planned. After five months on the job, Ann Sears is no longer Alaska's investigator for missing and murdered indigenous people with the Alaska State Troopers. In late August, Sears decided to go back into retirement to spend more time with her family, according to Austin McDaniel, communications director of public safety. McDaniel said the department intends to fill the position as soon as possible, according to the Alaska Beacon. As the investigator, Sears was tasked with working on unsolved cases across the Alaska State Troopers' area of responsibility. The position works closely with trooper investigators and criminal intelligence analysts within the Bureau of Investigation. Sears' last day on the job was September 2nd. In her five months on the job, McDaniel said Sears worked on several cold cases, including the murder of Arnold Dean Simone Hill from 2020 and other significant cases. Sears also spent time traveling and speaking with community groups, Alaska Native communities and associations, and speaking to family members of missing or murdered indigenous people, according to McDaniel. In a joint release Tuesday, three Southeast Alaska entities announced regional strengthening agreements supported through the United States Department of Agriculture's Southeast Alaska Sustainability Strategy. More than 20 projects, totaling $12.4 million, range from fisheries improvements to food security initiatives and are geared towards expanding the strategy's goal and reach. First announced in July of 2021, the Southeast Alaska Sustainability Strategy aims to support a diverse economy, enhance community resilience, and conserve natural resources in the Southeast. U.S. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack spoke on the process. We complete that process by finalizing commitments that total $25 million with over 30 partners uh, to implement 70 locally driven projects. These projects and investments, I think, reflect our common commitment to acknowledging, respecting, and honoring indigenous ownership and stewardship, and knowledge, their values, and priorities. I think it also reflects our commitment to a community-driven investment strategy that uh, reflects the input from local folks, that reflects the local knowledge and priorities, and certainly puts a premium on collaborative relationships. Southeast Conference Executive Director Robert Venables spoke about the partnership model. 
so much of this, uh, these, these opportunities that you've partnered with our organizations will help that next generation, not just find a job, but be the job makers. I think that's what's really uh, empowering and exciting for me to see how we can build that capacity uh, throughout the region. And so, you know, and I think that is probably the one aspect that, sure, project funding is, is great, it's exciting, it's necessary, but making doing it in a way that uh, networks other solutions, um, a small community like Tenneke that needs a solid waste solution uh, and an assistance with, with their needs that they're grappling with instead of a one-time, you know, uh, grant to help them fix a, a, a snapshot in time problem. We're able to help them network into a regional solution that can be uh, something sustainable for their, for their future in, those, in that very picturesque and small community. Ralph Wolf of Spruce Root laid out how the funding will help. This investment can lead to and some projects and priorities that we have going right now at the SSP is looking at the Alaska Youth Stewards, the partnership with Central Council, working to gain and, and have access to training and getting people in the line of forestry, indigenous land management, conservation work, and, and just being connected closer to the lands like we have been since time of memorial up here in southeast Alaska. In addition, Wolf noted two more Indigenous programs that will be supported. Also looking at how we can continue to grow and build the Seacoast Indigenous Guardians Network to help us build our relationship with back with the with everything that is Southeast, the people, the place, all the things that we harvest and gather and make sure that they're there for our kids going forward. And then finally, looking at the forest partnerships with which the collaboration started with and has enormously grown since the start of those partnerships and seeing how, how this can actually work on the ground and getting to invest into those opportunities again and and perhaps help them grow and start some new forest partnerships within the region. Clinkin and Haida Central Council President Richard Peterson spoke to the tribes agreement. The Clinkin and Haida's cooperative agreement with USDA provides $2.84 million that will support projects related to food sovereignty and security. It will fund a project for Clinkin and Haida to develop key foodways and food sovereignty projects that promote local agriculture through expanding access to greenhouses, aquaculture, and mariculture. These efforts will include a focus on workforce development, cultural appropriateness, and increasing food security by expanding access to locally grown and harvested food for tribal citizens. Peterson said food security is a key issue for the tribe. Food security has become an ever-growing concern for our communities, especially throughout the pandemic and as a result of the issues with the Alaska Marine Highway System. Our communities have seen food shortages like never before, so we will continue to build the tribe's capacity to address food insecurity and ensure that we can meet our goals to protect, enhance, and provide for our way of life for generations to come. All made their remarks during a news conference Tuesday. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency is extending until December 2nd the timeline to decide whether to proceed with proposed restrictions that would block plans for a copper and gold mine in Alaska's Bristol Bay region. The agency says this would help ensure consideration of the record, including public comments. The public comment period ended on Tuesday. The agency earlier this year released a proposal that it said would bar discharges of dredged or fill material into the waters of the U.S. within the mine site footprint proposed by the Pebble Limited Partnership, the developer pursuing the mine. The Pebble Partnership's CEO yesterday suggested that any veto of the project by the EPA would likely be contested in court. 
After 39 years in business, Helping Hands Food Bank of Juneau is facing a crisis in keeping its doors open. Food Bank Director Karen Fortwrangler spoke to News of the North yesterday about what the organization needs to keep helping Juno. First things first, they need a new van, an affordable one. The first big major reason is our van, the one that we pick up our donations in, is basically on its last leg. Um, I talked to a mechanic, and it's not worth repairing. And I've been trying um, for the last, oh, I don't know, year Trying to find us a van, I reached out to people. I put it out there, you know, on social media, and I didn't get any response back. And the only thing people have wanted to do is try and sell me a brand new one for $40,000. Food and monetary donations are also needed. We are having problems getting uh, monetary donations and Food donations, especially through the stores. Uh, since uh, Feeding America has come in, and there can only be one organization uh, linked to them, some of the stores have opted to give to uh, the Feeding America uh, people a little bit more than us. We still have some store pickups. Don't get me wrong, we still pick up from Super Bear. Uh, we pick up at IGA two, two times a week. We only pick up from Super Bear one time a week. And we pick up from Fred Myers, but we only go there for the bakery. She said the food bank needs volunteers as well. I'm lacking in volunteers as well, but, you know, we kind of need everything to keep our doors open at this point. Uh, we have closed on Tuesdays because... We just don't have enough food to go around for at least 100 people hit our doors when we open, and we're open two days a week. She said more information can be found at the Helping Hands Food Bank of Juneau Facebook page or by calling 907-957-6632. At 1 p.m., Governor Dunleavy will announce the amount of the 2022 PFD. The event will be held at Three Bears, Alaska, 8151 East Palmer, Wasilla Highway. The governor's Facebook page will carry the event live. The check is slated to be dispersed September 20th. Gubernatorial candidate Les Gara, along with running mate Jessica Cook, hosted an Alaska Cannabis Business Forum on Tuesday. The first topic Gara discussed was how federal banking laws hinder marijuana business. I know, um... Colorado has either launched an initiative or at least started to look, in, look into um, a way to allow banking. I mean, look, the ultimate solution is obviously going to be when the federal government um, sort of joins in and recognizes that a majority of Americans are okay with with cannabis use by adults, you know, people over 21 years old, as long as there are safeguards to make sure uh, there isn't underage use. Um, you know, I think the federal government needs to catch up. Cook said listening to the industry would be important to Agara administration. Working together, finding solutions, listening to what the industry um, would like to see, uh, what options and solutions there have been put forth in other states that have legalized cannabis as businesses, um, you know, what works in other places, uh, and to see how we can make solutions happen in Alaska. 
Cook also added that the tax structure of marijuana businesses should be addressed. My understanding of the current tax structure is that uh, cannabis business owners pay a tax um, based on how much they sell, whether they're making a profit or whether they're not making a profit, um, as opposed to paying a tax on their profit, uh, which could harm business owners. Gubernatorial candidate Les Gara and running mate Jessica Cook. Fall isn't even here yet, but the call for holiday workers is already going out. ABC's Daria Albinger with what one company's looking for, New Year. UPS is looking for more than 100,000 seasonal employees ahead of the holiday rush. The shipping giant needs full and part-time positions from drivers and their assistants to package handlers, and a lot of those jobs may not end with the new year. UPS says it offered permanent positions to nearly 35,000 seasonal workers after the 2021 holidays. The company says it takes just 25 minutes for most people from the time they fill out an online application to the time they get a job offer. Daria Albinger, ABC News. Never miss a story or a newscast at KEINYradio.com. Now you're up to date. For News of the North, this is Kevin Allen.